Hello there, it is Nick Zangle. We are live on this Thursday from California, or at least I'm from California, and it is 6 p.m. local time here. And thanks so much for joining me for this live recap and react for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, episode 9 of season 11. Season 11, this one is titled A Pretty Break, Pretty Meltdown. Pretty Meltdown, Pretty Breakdown. Why do I always mess this up? <laughs> Let's see. What, where was a pretty meltdown there we go i don't know why i don't write this down anyways it aired last night on wednesday and we are going to do a live recap and react here on youtube but if you are listening or watching the replay on youtube or on rumble or you are listening on a podcasting platform make sure to comment where you can after listening and i will make sure to get back to your comment as soon as possible if you are here in the live chat Make sure to say hi. I will frequently stop and read your chat. And with that said, let's jump right in as you all are joining. So we started with the scene of Kyle basically running towards toward Sutton saying, okay, she only said ugly pants. That's not that bad in reference to Sutton kind of saying, why would she be jealous of Crystal after Crystal claimed that? Sutton was jealous and she goes jealous of what your ugly leather pants and apparently in the moment the other girls thought that Sutton was going to say something a lot worse but apparently she didn't um, say anything too bad according to them but um, after Sutton walked away from the group kind of upset we see the other girls besides Crystal going to comfort Sutton which we see here in this picture and uh this is where we see Sutton in her confessional saying she was sorry because she should have said pleather, not leather. So she was kind of doing a non-apology apology, which Crystal will be famous for at this after this scene. But then as Crystal is approaching the group that is comforting Sutton, Garcelle intercepts Crystal and pulls her aside to say that the group was a little caught off guard by the term violated that crystal used and crystal continues to justify using that word and will not back down so then garcelle in her confessional says basically like come on girl you need to bend a little bit on this one and she goes on to say as well that um you shouldn't have to use you shouldn't have used that word doesn't mean that you need you weren't right about the situation. Basically, she's saying Crystal can still kind of say, maybe I shouldn't have used that word, but still hold her feelings about Sutton. And I think Crystal isn't backing down personally because I don't think she wants to open any door at all to her potentially being wrong on anything. And maybe because she is new to the spotlight and kind of doesn't want to be judged or picked apart after her appearing on the show, and maybe she has a little bit of subconsciously still aware of the cameras. I don't know for sure, but I think Crystal is kind of deflecting or overcompensating for something that isn't being let on to us right now. And maybe by picking on Sutton, who she may perceive as kind of the weaker one out of the group, uh, kind of picking at Sutton kind of takes the magnifying glass off of Crystal, who is the newest person in the group besides Kathy but Kathy's just a friend so I think maybe she's subconsciously acting out in re in response to that but also Sutton does kind of act like a child at times in a in outburst kind of way so I kind of see how Sutton can be off-putting to Crystal as well and so I kind of go back and forth and 
agree with certain things both of them are doing and then disagree on, on the other side of other things that they're doing. So the girls head back over to sit and talk. Let's see if anyone's here. Okay, perfect. Uh, let me know if you can hear me okay if you're joining live too. I, I'm pretty sure I'm good, but just make sure. Uh, the girls head back over to sit and talk in the outdoor couch area of Lisa Renna's house. And Erica joins Garcelle before they do this and Crystal quickly and when they're talking on the side. And Crystal says she just doesn't know what to do at this point, to which Erica says, just don't egg Sutton on anymore, which I think is wise because I've seen Crystal in recent weeks and on the show kind of egging Sutton on. And so I think I said that last week or the week before, uh, which is why I think um, Erica's advice is wise. But also I did speak on last week, kind of a side note, how I was surprised that Erica was not ordering a hot toddy because she had done it in like two previous scenes where she was out to drinks. But I was wrong because they ordered hot toddies, as you see right here in this in this uh, picture here, in this beginning of this episode in the scene. So I spoke too soon. So now they are all together again. And as you see here, and Sutton says to Crystal that Crystal's presence is her problem with her, not just one thing she said, because Crystal judged her without knowing her, to which Crystal responds with, you know that line when someone just shows you who they are, you believe them? And Sutton replies, why are you constantly so mean? And that seems to trigger Crystal because Crystal then goes on to say to Sutton in kind of a firm tone saying, you are upset because you want me to apologize for something that you did and I will not, let's be clear, I will not apologize for your actions. Sutton then kindly says, get your finger out of the air because Crystal was going like kind of berating her like this. And Crystal doesn't seem to care at this point because she seems she seems committed to just basically going in on Sutton at this point, to which Crystal then continues saying, quote, you are inappropriate, awkward person, period. And they cut to everyone with their jaws dropped and kind of eyes bugged out like, oh, God, did you really say that? And so uh, Crystal then says, goes on to say, well, you want to cry and get empathy. Well, you're not going to get any of it here. And Sutton basically says, well, I wasn't crying because I wanted empathy. I was crying because I wanted to leave. And Crystal responds with, well, then leave. And and she goes, then it's it's obnoxious, all these games you play and all these emotions that you kind of show. So then Garcelle steps in again and says, let's lay it all on the table. And Sutton again says the words that really hurt her that Crystal told her and or said to her and she wants them retracted. And all the girls basically call out Crystal for her non-apology apology, to which I agree with what Lisa Renna said in her confessional, which was this whole situation with Crystal trying to apologize but not really wanting to goes in the non-apology apology hall of fame, and I completely agree. But in her confessional, Sutton then says she wants to move on, but she is going to lower her expectations going forward regarding Crystal, which I think is wise of Sutton because Crystal doesn't appear to be willing to budge on this one or at least find any middle ground on this. And so and, and I agree with Sutton's response to this and kind of taking it upon herself to change her behavior and her expectation, expectations. But I also relate to Crystal in some ways doubling down as she is kind of on this island of her own at this point, and everyone wants her to do something, meaning apologize. So I respect Crystal for holding her ground and not budging because everyone else wants her to, 
even though I think knowing what she knows at this point, um, it kind of would make sense for her to say, knowing what she knows now, I wouldn't have said that exact word, and I rushed to judgment, which would have her saying, I don't take it back, but um, like you said, it's already out there, which is what Sutton said, but I don't think those are those things are true about you. However, this scene showed that Crystal has basically made up her mind about Sutton, it appears, and I don't think this saga is going to end anytime soon. So we end this block by seeing that Kathy, Dorit, and Kyle, uh, or this was a few days later, are at home quarantining because they tested positive for the virus and everyone in the group as well is not interacting for a few weeks in quarantine. So let's see who is here. All right, so we have Ben is here. I know some people have come in and, and left a few seconds, left uh, for a little bit, but they might be back. Um, just in case anyone was wondering, I'm wearing a hat because after work, when I got home, I had a few minutes before we went on here, I took a little cat nap, and so my hair was all like kind of weird. So I was like, you know what, let's throw a hat on and make it a little easier for me to just hop on here. So that's what's going on with my look today, and my hair is not cooperating because it's all weird but anyways let's move on to the b block so the b block we are now in week two of the group quarantine and we see that it is december 2nd 2020 where news broke of the allegations against erica's now ex-husband and his law firm which is the storyline i've been eagerly waiting to see play out on the show and of course the news of Erica and Tom's allegations would happen during the quarantine. And so it would be a Zoom conversation about it. But that is very 2020. And of course, this was filmed in in the height of 2020. So it is what it is. But we, will, we do see Sutton on a separate Zoom call with Garcelle, where Garcelle basically says, on zoom wow it, it's on fox news too and garcelle says yeah it, it's everywhere so the girls in their confessionals then react to this news with lisa renna saying it is shocking to see erica's name involved in this and dorit then points out that this involves widows and orphans being allegedly screwed out of funds they are owed garcelle and her confessional is questioning if she really knows the true erica and then kyle and her confessional is saying that these things don't add up to the Erica that she knows in person and so she's holding steady and innocent until proven guilty with her friend Erica. So then next we see Lisa Ky Lisa and Kyle on Zoom with Erica and then Erica basically denies the quote-unquote sham divorce allegations which people are accusing her of of uh, filing for divorce to hide her assets and in her confessional, she says, I don't know why I'm involved in this, considering this is involving the law firm and I am not a lawyer. And to me, I think her distancing or her divorcing to distance herself from the assets is a more likely scenario than her doing it to help Tom get away with this. And I do think that Erica has a point in saying it is confusing and convenient for people to one day be labeling her as a gold digger because she's getting a divorce from this wealthy man which we now know she appears to think that she wouldn't she won't be getting much anyways so that that plan as far as her uh, 
getting money from him is not going probably not going to go anywhere she's probably not going to get anything but hold on let me make sure we're, we're good live because i see people coming in and out but not um it looks like we're live okay so i just wanted to make sure um so one day she's being labeled a gold digger and then another day she's a co-conspirator now that her ex is implicated and i think she brings up a good point like if she was a co-conspirator why would she it just doesn't make sense and lisa renna basically said and made a great point that why would you how would you hide assets in a divorce but um we also flash back to erica selling her clothes and or flashback in my head at least and not really giving an answer when sutton asked why she was selling these clothes so i really want to believe erica <laughs> it, it's just there's and that she's just caught up and then happened to have married this person who ended up being someone that he wasn't but there are a few things that keep leaving me the small chance in the back of my mind that she may be more involved than we think so that's kind of what i've been uh going through in my brain about this whole thing i just want to make sure everything's good on my end okay perfect um but then on the zoom erica then starts getting emotional as lisa and kyle are vo voicing their support for her saying that they know who she is and they don't think that she did any of these things and erica basically says i didn't do these and she starts break do these things and and starts breaking down so i think that was pretty um she's been pretty emotional and i think the the episode title of this one is pretty fitting. So we're going to move on to the C block, which is five days later, and it shows Lisa and Crystal coming over to Erica's house where Crystal shows up with her Tesla and the alcohol. Erica then says it is a small house, and Crystal says, no, it isn't. And I agree with Crystal because in comparison, of course, um, well, I agree with Crystal, but in comparison, of course, Erica is used to a bigger home. So she thinks it's smaller. But we then cut to Garcelle at Kyle's house, which is what we saw um, at the in the preview for this episode, where I was sort of wanting to make fun of Garcelle for talking to Kyle from down below in her backyard as Kyle is kind of up on the balcony. But the fact is she was positive for the virus, which makes sense now. And contrary to what you may think of me or what I've expressed on this channel, I do believe quarantining the sick people makes sense. And so I don't make I won't make fun of Garcelle for doing this this time. <laughs> but it is good to see um, Kyle and Garcelle move past their issues and Garcelle kind of taking Kyle's word for it regarding the charity accusation of Garcelle not paying what she promised to donate and it not being about race, which is cool that garcelle took kyle's word for it and kyle understanding where garcelle was coming from regarding some of the stereotypes she is sensitive about but is also not holding it against kyle isn't holding it against garcelle either so i thought that was cool that they're moving forward but we also see a flashback to kyle having scarlet fever when she was on little house on the prairie or at least her character did and having to quarantine and whatnot and she says i wish that Art would stop imitating life in this case. And then Kyle invites the girls to their La Quinta house or to her La Quinta house um, now that their quarantine is over. So Garcelle jokingly kind of says, are you sure I want to be around you? You guys are all contagious and whatnot. But they're saying basically Kyle, Kathy, and Dorit are probably the 
safest to be around at that point because they just recovered from the virus. So they're probably all good and not being contagious. But we are then back to Erica's place where we where she says she is not doing well with all the allegations of stealing from widows and orphans and says that she fears starting over and having what he did put be put onto her as well. And I do agree with Erica in that people stating as a fact that her divorce was a sham is a problem because we don't know for sure yet one way or the other. All we have is her word and then whatever comes out in the in the filings. Back to Garcelle and Kyle, they're now talking and Garcelle is like many shocked at what has been coming out about Tom and Erica being implicated in this because um, Kyle tells Garcelle Erica d- denied doing all these things. And so um, we then go back to Crystal and Sutton, or Crystal and them again. And Crystal asks Erica if she knew what all this was going to come out. And Erica shakes her head no. But with this sort of smiley smirk on her face. And let me show you the smirk kind of look. And it's kind of this little thing. I don't know if she is doing this subconsciously or it's just her kind of cringing a little like, I don't know, I didn't do it. And it just looks like it's a smirk. But Erica says she doesn't know what else is coming out. And that Tom is going to take down everyone with him, including those who were most loyal to him. And so we end, we get back to Garcelle and and uh, she's questioning again if the Erica they know is the real Erica. And Garcelle takes Kyle's word on believing Erica didn't do those things as she said because Erica and Kyle have known each other for a lot longer. But in their confessionals, Kyle says that she doesn't think it is a sham divorce because Erica may have known these things were coming out and didn't want to stick around for this. Garcelle in her confessional says maybe Tom did these things but doesn't think Erica knew and that husbands do keep secrets from spouse from their spouse sometimes but I think it can work both ways. So there's that. But um, we go back to Erica again and she shares about uh, hold on. She shares about uh, some of the lessons that she has learned throughout this whole situation and implores Crystal to look at her bank accounts in her marriage. And Lisa then shares more about her and Harry and their finances and how they split expenses but have separate bank accounts. Excuse me. And Crystal says she doesn't know everything about her and her husband's finances, but if she asked and he didn't want to open up about it, it would be a problem for her, but she says she thinks he would be open and completely willing to share with her. So we'll see if anything comes out of that going forward. But Erica is then asked by Lisa Rinna, what would you have done different to which Erica says there wasn't much else that she could do because she kept asking and continuously was shut down and then refers to a few years ago when there was an Arizona lawsuit where Erica was also implicated to which she was shut down by Tom when she asked him about what's going on there. And she continued by saying that she knows how mean and dismissive Tom is. So she can, she can only imagine what's going on. Um, so, okay. Now, as far as my thoughts on this whole situation, the more we learn, the more I actually 
am siding with Erica and believing her because I don't see how the act of Erica divorcing Tom after finding out about what he was up to is her admitting to or saying that she is guilty of being a co-conspirator with him. I also don't think the divorce coming as a result of her finding out about what is coming about what is coming makes the divorce a sham because this is no different to me than thinking that your spouse is faithful to you and then wanting a divorce after finding out that they weren't faithful. Of course there's this is a different and whole different level of craziness, but at this point, I believe what Erica is saying, even though I know people have been pointing out insensitive things that she's been posting on Instagram lately, and there are some things that make me question in the back of my mind kind of what's really going on. But I do think Erica is smart enough to, and we've seen that she's being careful with her words, to take her true intent to the grave with her if, in fact, it is a way, it was a way for her to kind of try to avoid trouble. But I have a feeling it it would be somewhere there would be some proof that she's has different intents somewhere than what we're seeing so if you went into also if i was going to say if you went into a marriage a union if you will thinking you have a shared set of values and you're marrying one person and this came in this case maybe she thought tom was the stand-up guy fighting for justice for victims and helping people out and at some point you realize it wasn't true or that things changed that to me sounds like grounds for divorce and so I don't see, I don't really see now that we're getting a peek into Erica's life as it's happening, how the sham divorce comments will hold up. Now, as far as the other girls' reactions in support to Erica, I'm not sure kind of what the motives are with that. If they're supporting Erica's because maybe they think they may be next implicated or they are genuine friends with her because Kyle did say she did question how close she was with Erica when they got wind of her divorce via text after the media broke the story but of course erica then opened up about why because she didn't want to burden the group with info they would have to hold on to so let me get to your live chat to see who else is here i know i've seen people come in and out so either youtube is having trouble because on my end it looks like everything's good and the sounds good but um so i wanted to make sure everyone is good i'm going to take a quick second to take a, a a drink of water and then we will continue on with the, the last three blocks. So let me know where you're tuning in from or if you're here, and I will take a quick sip of water. Hello there, sweet beef her beep herself. Um, <laughs> good to see you here. Hopefully you are able to... I don't know how long you've been here, but I know I've seen people come in and out. But thank you so much for being here. Let's move on to the next block, which is the D block, which is where we see Lisa Renna FaceTiming her oldest daughter, Delilah, who is dating Love Island star I.L. Booker. Lisa Renna is then showing the gowns she bought over the years of being in the spotlight to her daughter on FaceTime, which are stored in her garage, which I think was impressive because... I know a lot of celebrities just rent or are given a custom dress to wear like one time on a red carpet by a designer. So the fact that she was able to buy all these things and keep them shows that she was clearly very successful and, and good with money and coming off of the last scene where they were talking about finances and marriage. 
and for her Lisa Rana to be in the game this long and recover and reinvent herself because we've learned that she had to switch from physical retail to QVC over the years in the financial crises of the past. We saw that same thing happen to Kyle on the show. So that was a quick scene with them. But next we went to see Kyle uh, going to visit her sister Kathy and right before this we see Kathy howling at the sky in her weird Kathy way uh, to her dogs which it's just Kathy it's, it's harmless so whatever but they get kind of deep and sharing about parenting through the pandemic of course we learned Kathy has all these weird quirks as far as her decorations for Christmas but um, Kyle is opening up about her struggle at this time as being a parent and also she just was that uh, tested positive for COVID-19 so she wasn't able to be present with her kids even though they're home with her and she says that it's hard for her to watch her youngest daughter Portia not be able to be around friends of her own age because she's just basically being around her older sisters and her parents and her missing some of her classes online because she just wants to sleep all the time which is concerning for Kyle as a parent and Kyle says she feels helpless because Portia isn't even missing her friends, unlike other kids who want to go back to school. And so I thought this was a relatable portion for me because I was kind of that child that I, I kind of relate to Portia on, on that level, on being almost too comfortable being alone kind of as a homebody and being around older people a lot as a young person in the family. And I will say... Uh, Socially, in some ways, it did hurt me, but in a lot of other ways, it was hugely beneficial and gave me many advantages, I think, because it was always me wanting to learn from people who are further along in life than me or you, whoever, and instead of having to wait even to even know what it's like, then you can observe what these people are doing and take what works and what didn't into account now at this earlier age, which when you think about it, I think is what makes society progress and improve over time from generation to generation because you try to leave off all the knowledge you've acquired to the next generation right and so uh, I get why Kyle is concerned as a parent as a parent but as someone who was a child in a similar situation granted I wasn't in a pandemic or forced to do it um, I can say that everything will most likely be okay it'll just be a little bit different from her peers of the same age but Kathy then reassures uh, Kyle that every parent is going through this right now and then we get a flashback to when Kathy and her weren't as close because of Kyle's show American Woman about their lives as child stars. Now this scene ends with a line from Kathy which we've heard in the season preview of and they're, they're talking about Erica in this, in this situation but quote life is a game of poker and everyone's got to show their cards <laughs> to which kyle kind of laughs at her and says shut up kathy because it's one of those kathy isms that kind of lightens the mood so let's see let's move on to the e block which is where we see lisa renna going over to sutton's house rental house and we see sutton's daughter there which i completely forgot that sutton had kids because i know we don't really see them that much on the show and so Lisa then connects with Sutton's daughter about both being a part of the same sorority in college. But Lisa did not finish college, of course, and she said she kind of wishes she had. But they obviously start talking about Erica. And I think Sutton hits the nail on the head about this, about not rushing to judgment. Because 
well, clearly Sutton walks the walk on that one because, and it kind of makes sense as to why Sutton has reacted the way she did with the whole Crystal situation because Crystal appears to have judged Sutton very quickly. And so I think it shows that Sutton is pretty consistent in her beliefs and for lack of a better term, keeps the same energy with people uh, and things uh, regarding this. We also get flashbacks to Lisa recently visiting Dorit in quarantine and had a similar visit as Garcelle did with Kyle kind of on the balcony and Dorit was on the balcony this time and Lisa Renna was on the driveway. But they talk about going to the La Quinta house of Kyle's and how their daughters should meet very soon and we are as far as Sutton and Lisa's daughter should meet very soon and we then head to Erica meeting up with Kyle at a park trailhead or whatever it's called and we get this actual meltdown this time so they meet up and they say they wish that they could hug but they were both wearing masks so my only thought about this one was if the masks work why can't Erica and Kyle hug not even a side hug or a, just a lock arms or like rub rub the arm or whatever. Anyways, but Erica basically immediately starts breaking down in tears upon seeing Kyle and basically says she never saw this coming. And that is where we move on to the last and final lock here, the F block, which is Erica continuing to open up and they are both crying where... Erica basically says she's never been this overwhelmed and with her hands tied and having to defend herself is a lonely place to be. And her being the target of a federal criminal investigation and how many people have distanced themselves from her as a result of this and really this showing who her real friends are and, and seeing who's sticking by her. And Erica says she wonders who is checking in on Tom because he is not doing well. And she confirms that she still has not spoken to him since that last day they, they saw each other in person. And that one of the reasons she filed for divorce was the resistance to anything. Even her pointing out to him that he can't see well and he can't hear well and that he's degrading in front of her and he's just ignoring it. Erica says that's one of the reasons she filed for divorce as well. She also then starts apologizing to Kyle because she says, I'm, I'm sorry for unloading all this on, onto you. You've had COVID. You have all these things going on in your life. I'm sorry to burden you with this. But it appears Erica just can't take it anymore and she just needs friends to be there to support her. I see you there, Nastia. Hi. Um, the replay will be here right after, so if you want to catch up. But uh, it, the whole episode is basically led up to this point. But thanks for being here, Nastia. But... Um, so this kind of alluded to why we were, I think, or confirmed or justified or gives more light to why we were all shocked about the revelations that he had dementia and all these things. Because if it is true that Erica knew about these things and was trying to get him help and whatnot and he was denying it, it kind of does add up now as to why we as the public and as people who saw Erica on the show, but we didn't clearly didn't see the a lot of what was going on with her her marriage. Um we can see now that things were happening behind the scenes that weren't coming out yet, that weren't bad enough. But if Erica's being truthful about what she's saying, that she 
tried and tried. But it appears that Erica and Kyle are real friends because these are the times you need real friends. And even though Kyle did question it at, when the news broke, because they all got word of it via text, it looks like they've moved past that. And um, Kyle was saying that Erica is still checking in on her as well, um, even though because she's been sick. So it looks like they're going to be there for each other. But Erica then shares more about what happened behind closed doors regarding Tom and how he was increasingly dismissive of her and mean to her. And she says that she cannot help Tom in this in this anymore because he is now in his own personal hell. And so she basically says, this is the end. And it's torture for her to see someone just melt in front of her. And I think she's right. It's quite a fall from Greece. And see, she says she thought the end would be them holding hands until he died but she didn't realize this was going to be the end of it so quite quite the the dramatic ending to this episode but we see that next time the girls are going to be at kyle's laquinta house erica is going to show up after more comes out about tom's troubles and she kind of alludes to more things that have happened in their marriage behind the scenes and we end with all these girls in their shocked face so we're we'll have to find out to see what exactly was revealed on this so let's see what everyone is saying here nastia says camille said on twitter that she went swimming underwater with erica during season nine and there was no mascara running them running then the show needs um camille and she would give the grilling we need to hear interesting Nasia then continues saying, I feel they were more demanding of honesty from Lisa Vanderpump over a story about a dog and Denise over rumors while there are real victims in this case. Yeah, it does seem that at this point, they're all just digesting what's going on. And I think if the season previews are any indication, and so far, Bravo has up upheld their end of the deal with actually showing what they show in the preview because i know sometimes they preview some things that they end up not showing it looks like we're going to have dinners and things with the group where they are going to press erica pretty hard i don't know how much in comparison to other less severe scandals that have happened in, on the show but this is going to unfold from what i see uh throughout the rest of the season which is going to from what the previews show have Erica pushing back and kind of getting angry at people and it looks like Sutton will be the one that kind of gets the 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 blunt the brunt of the of the uh of the backlash from what I see I think so we'll see what happens with that but if anyone has any other thoughts as I'm kind of wrapping up here leave them in the comments and I will read them if you are catching the replay you can still leave them in the main comment section I would happy to be would be happy to continue the conversation there but let's see what Nasi has to say on watch happens live andy had a panel of viewers asking their opinions on the erica saga the feedback was not good andy was shook yeah i i, I didn't watch that but i saw the the titles of the clips from uh that were posted on the watch it happens live youtube channel and um so you're saying the feedback, Nastia, was that people were not happy with how Erica's handling it or how the girls are supporting her? Is that what you're saying? Because I try not to 
to, <laughs> to watch the outside stuff. I try to just for this, at least first season that I'm reviewing this or recapping to just focus on what's being shown on the show. I know it's hard to kind of stay away from the headlines outside the show, but um, let me know if that's if I'm saying that accurately, Nastia. But while we're chatting in the comments, I want to let you know that uh, to make sure to come back every week for more live streams and videos next week we'll get back to kind of our normal regular programming um as far as not only these recapping reactions but other topics in the internet world in the pop culture world and in politics as well and you can click around the channel on youtube or on rumble or on a podcasting platform for the audio to get more until then um let's see nastia is saying that people are buying People aren't buying. Okay, people aren't buying Erica's story, and Maz mad she's getting the kitten glove treatment. See, here's the thing. Before we started watching the show, I thought it was it wasn't possible that Erica didn't know what was happening, and the timing of everything regarding the divorce, when the lawsuits came out. And the news of his dementia and all these things that did not add up. I didn't see how it was possible for me to, to believe anything Erica was saying. But for some reason, but like I said before in the earlier, I, I still have this thing in the back of my mind that tells me regarding the her selling her clothes before with, when Sutton was in the room and her not giving a full explanation. And there's always room in the back of my mind that I could be wrong. But for some reason, I believe Erica at this point. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one in the world that does, but um, it, I do think her filing for divorce after, quickly after finding out that all this stuff was about to come out, I don't think that's a sham divorce, to be completely honest, because I see that as her thinking she married one person, and if she's being truthful about saying things kept adding up and or things keep kept building up and he wouldn't talk to me and I noticed that he was deteriorating in front of my eyes and he didn't want to talk about it and didn't want to do anything and I felt like I couldn't help him anymore and I couldn't push any further and I reached my breaking point I don't see how that's a sham divorce I see how it looks bad on the outside saying you left this guy who might have needed you at his worst time but if he was starting to be mean to her and basically verbally abusing her even though he had supported her all this time and was not happy for her and wasn't supportive and all this stuff and, and she thought he was this upstanding guy and this, and this lawyer who was fighting for victims to find out he might be screwing them out of money I think it's I, I think it makes sense at this point and she probably felt like she had no other option Nastia says I believe she didn't know she wasn't privy to any of Tom's business but I don't like how she handled the situation after she found out she seems to want to hold on to the money even after she knows for a fact it's blood money. See, that to me, okay, that's the part that I think is going to come out soon is we're going to learn that the reason she's implicated, which we know in real life, but we're going to see how it plays out on the show, that because she got loans or support from her husband who had funds illegally or fraudulently or stolen from these victims you are connected even if you didn't know and i don't know if erica proves that she did not know this money was coming from these nefarious places that if she's guilty of it and of course she might have to pay it back even though she didn't know that it was kind of blood money um 
that to me is the part I don't think she's going to get out on. I think that may be why she's also upset because she knows that even though she's not guilty of stealing the money, she was the recipient of it and may have to repay it. And that's a big hole to fill. But I think, like she said last episode where she's saying, I have this influence and all I have is, in this episode she says, all I have is my name. Hopefully people realize that although she was married to this man who funded her life from blood money, which she didn't know about, that it should, that it is not a reflection of her character. And hopefully, I mean, for her and for the victims too, to recoup that money and get them the money they deserve, even though the damage is already done. Um, that's all that she can really do and what they can really do at this point. The damage has already been done. So I think as far as the sham divorce goes, I don't think it holds ground. As far as Erica knowing or not, I don't think it matters at this point. Uh, when, of course, it matters when she knew, meaning she might have known right before she decided to file for divorce on top of everything we learned regarding him treating her not as good as we thought from the outside, him ignoring her, saying that she was pointing out some things about his deteriorating health. And looks like the biggest thing that she's going to have trouble with is repaying the money and rebuilding her reputation of any damage that has been done to it. So anyone has any last comments I'll give you a few more seconds as I take a sip of water. And if not, then we will head out in a few seconds. So leave any last minute thoughts in the chat. And for those of you who joined pretty late, the reason I'm wearing a hat is because I took a little cat nap after work right before coming on here and so my hair was a little messed up so um yeah there's my thing uh Nasty says i can't wait to hear your take on the ongoing sutton crystal saga in the replay yeah we, we touched on that at the beginning i think um yeah i won't give it away if you're if you joined a little late then go back and watch the replay and, and head to the main comment section once we're done here and i'll leave your thoughts there but uh with that said i think i'm going to wrap up here Thank you so much for joining when you could. I know some people popped in and out. I saw the number of people in here go up and down a few times, but the replay is up. I will be caught up on the replays and updating the description boxes with timestamps for yesterday's live and this one, um, probably today or tomorrow. And then this weekend, I'll be working on what's going on for next week. Hopefully next week now I can finally let you know of the live streams and videos ahead of more ahead of time than I have the past few weeks because the past few weeks have been crazy catching up after being gone for two weeks and just I, and then also I didn't tell you this I'm back in the office in my career and my real life outside of YouTube uh, three days a week and so that has kind of been adjustment as well so there is that Thank you so much, everyone, for joining again, and I hope you have a great rest of your night, and I will talk to you in the next one. Head to the description of this channel or of this video or on the channel for to sign up for email updates so you get notified of the lives and the links so you can, in other videos, to set your reminder and make sure to attend and join the live chat at 6 p.m. West Coast los angeles time zone every time that seems to be the time i'm just going to stick with for now because it works so 
enough of me talking. See you in the next one. Let me know what you think if you're watching the replay. Bye-bye.